This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Biden administration is opening up hiring authorities to help agencies fill jobs needed for the new infrastructure law. The White House is also putting together an effort to look into the mysterious Havana syndrome. Meanwhile, the Pentagon is standing up a new commission to help with its finances. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. In order to help agencies fill vacancies in support of the bipartisan infrastructure law, the Office of Personnel Management is authorizing the use of accepted service Schedule A appointments. Agencies can use this authority to appoint individuals to roles involved in the implementation of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, like engineers and climate scientists. Schedule A appointments streamline the hiring of persons with disabilities who may otherwise face barriers to federal employment. The Office of Management and Budget is one step closer to having permanent leadership. Shalonda Young, the nominee to be OMB director, and Nanny Coloretti, the nominee to be deputy director at OMB, sailed through their Senate nomination hearings yesterday. Testifying before the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, Young promised to address the growing problem of improper payments. Coloretti says her experience at Treasury and HUD will help her address IT modernization challenges, particularly at the IRS. The Biden administration names a top official to lead an interagency response to Havana syndrome. Federal News Network's Joy Heckman has more on that. President Joe Biden is naming the senior director for intelligence programs within the National Security Council to lead the government's response to what it calls anomalous health incidents. Congress mandated this job under the latest National Defense Authorization Act. Biden is also giving the defense, state, justice, and homeland security departments until February 25th to name their own agency coordinating leads on Havana syndrome and issue new guidance to employees considered most at risk. That also applies to the Director of National Intelligence and the CIA. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The clock is ticking for Congress to avert a government shutdown. Lawmakers have until February 18th to pass appropriations bills for fiscal 2022 or another continuing resolution. The National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association is urging Congress to pass a comprehensive spending package and warns that a shutdown or another CR would hamper federal operations. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer recently met with House and Senate Appropriations Committee members and says Congress is looking to pass an omnibus spending package ahead of the deadline. A federal appeals court strikes down a federal labor relations authority decision that set a higher bar for when agencies needed to negotiate with their unions. The FLRA decided in 2020 that agencies should negotiate with unions only over management-led policy changes that have a substantial impact on employment conditions. That was a higher standard for collective bargaining than what the agency had in place since 1985. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit said the FLRA failed to justify how its newer threshold was better than the one being replaced. USDA joins a small but growing number of agencies laying out plans to bring employees back to the office. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Employees at the Agriculture Department have a timetable for when some will be expected to return to the office. USDA sent an email to employees earlier this week outlining dates and plans between now and May. By February 28th, USDA expects senior leadership, including political appointees, senior executive service members, and other senior staff to return to the office. Then by March 28th, USDA will begin a phased return to the office for employees who do not have remote work agreements. 
The agency hopes to complete its phased return by the end of May. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Agriculture Department focuses on food growers where there's not a farm in sight. Federal News Network's Tom Temin explains. Secretary Tom Vilsack names 12 people to the first-ever Advisory Committee for Urban Agriculture. It's part of efforts dating to the Urban Agriculture Act of 2016 to bring more of what Vilsack called a support infrastructure to city dwellers who grow things to eat. The committee's first meeting, scheduled for late this month, will be open to the public. USDA also provides grants and cooperative development agreements for urban producers. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. The Justice Department recovered nearly three times more money through the False Claims Act in fiscal 2021 than in 2020. The $5.6 billion Justice took in last year was the most since 2014. DOJ says the majority of the False Claims Act recovery involved the healthcare industry, including drug and medical device manufacturers, managed care providers, and hospitals. Of the $5.6 billion, more than $1.6 billion arose from lawsuits filed under the key TAM provisions of the False Claims Act. Whistleblowers received $237 million for exposing fraud and false claims last year. A new report says software bills of materials are not right around the corner. They're already here. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Linux Foundation found three out of every four organizations it polled are prepared to use SBOMs to some extent this year. The machine-readable lists of software ingredients are a central component of the Biden administration's bid to improve software security. While adoption is expected to ramp up this year, Linux found 40% of organizations are still concerned about industry's commitment to using the lists. The administration is expected to roll out a plan for using SBOMs as part of the federal buying process this year. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The IRS is planning for taxpayers to verify their identities online with a selfie, but an industry association is telling the agency to reconsider. The IT Acquisition Advisory Council tells IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick taxpayers should verify their identities through login.gov rather than through the third-party vendor ID.me. The council says requiring a selfie from taxpayers to get help online raises privacy concerns and would create a disadvantage for taxpayers who don't have access to a smartphone or other technology. Congress is picking some heavy hitters to investigate better ways to budget in the Defense Department. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. Leaders of the House and Senate Armed Services Committee are picking entrenched government veterans and a former Silicon Valley CEO for a new commission. The panel is tasked with examining efficient alternatives to the military budgeting process and developing policy recommendations to help the U.S. rapidly field advanced weapons. The lawmakers chose former Pentagon Comptroller Bob Hale, former Acquisition Chief Ellen Lord, and previous Acting Air Force Secretary Eric Fanning. Raj Shah, tech businessman and former leader of one of the Pentagon's innovation hubs, will also be on the panel. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. And the Air Force is launching a pilot program to help the aircraft that guzzle the most gas optimize their energy. The Mission Execution Excellence Program will encourage airmen to use efficient best practices without impacting missions. The pilot phase will focus mostly on the C-17 Globemaster III, the Air Force's largest fuel-consuming aircraft. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.
connect with a carpool or van pool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.